Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash pro revenge video. They say revenge is a dish best served cold, but you know what's best served right away and steaming hot? All of you amazing people who go ahead and click the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first pro-revenge stories by Functional Psychopath, I got fired, but you cleaned the bathroom. My very first job that wasn't for a friend or family member lasted less than 72 hours. It was a Midwestern burrito chain, the place they bob your burrito at. It was my first closing shift ever. That meant 3 a.m. as we were a college town and it was Saturday. We're literally under the three minute mark to close and most of the steak is gone, the cook has gone back to get a start on dishes, and the manager and the team lead are nowhere to be found. It's me doing my first closing shift. The cook, pretty sure he was an alcoholic in his 50s still working minimum wage, and the cashier chick, a girl I knew from high school and was a super senior hippie chick. In walks the three Chads and two Karens drunk. Chad one, steak burrito. Karen one, veggie rice bowl. So on and so on until Chad three asked for a steak burrito as well. Cashier chick already used the last of the steak for burrito one. She apologized and informed him we're out of steak and offered a replacement. Chad three was having none of it and started whining for a manager, a discount and for extra steak. You know, the steak that Chad one was munching down. In fact, Chad 1 even said that it was BS we didn't cook more steak for them, while munching on the last of the steak. It's 10 minutes after close, and the cook walks out of the back as he'd finished all the dishes and tools. I know it was exactly 3.10am when he left, because the CCTV video I was forced to watch, as I was getting fired the next day. Anyways, he eventually went with chicken, and all five of them left to wait for a taxi. Yes, this was before Uber. We finish cleaning and I'm heading to the doors to lock them, and Chad 3 walks back in saying he had to use the restroom. I follow him back to the restroom because I'll have to clean it again after he uses it. The district manager was known to watch the cameras and have the manager rip into us if the last time someone left the bathroom wasn't the person cleaning. As he walks out, he smiles at me and says, Good luck. I poke my head in the bathroom and it's destroyed. He's thrown his burrito against the ceiling, urinated everywhere, and ripped off the tower dispenser, broke the changing table, and plugged the toilet. I snap. I drop the mop and charge over to Chad 3, burst in front of him, and lock the door. I lost my crap and started screaming at him and herding him back to the bathroom. Many threats of violence and calling the police at the same time. I still never touched him, though. I made Chad 3 clean the bathroom though he didn't do a great job, and then I let him out. The taxi van picks them up and they leave. I finish cleaning the dining before heading back to the bathroom to fix and clean what I could that Chad 3 missed. When I come out, there's two police officers knocking on the door. I unlock and open the doors. The police come in and start to question me about the night's events. I explain what happened and show them the bathroom with burrito on the ceiling and broken items. They asked if I threatened the man. I refused to answer directly and talked about the mess and damage. 
They asked to speak to a manager and I exploded. I said I'm the last one here and I can't even lock the back door or set the alarm. That I haven't seen my team lead or manager since shortly after I got there at 8.30pm and then asked if I could just go home, slightly out of breath and clearly frustrated. To my surprise, they said yes, that they would get in touch with the manager or owner and gave me his card. I went home and went to sleep looking forward to my day off to catch up on college homework. Yes, I didn't get a job till college, I know, shame on me for that. Nope. Next day, I'm woken up by my phone and it's the district manager demanding I go in immediately. I show up, he takes me into the manager's office where he and the manager are, they are very pissed off. They both start ripping into me and asking me what happened. I explained what happened and they cut me off saying they know what happened, they saw and heard it on the video. But why in the world did I force Chad 3 to clean it? I really didn't have an answer other than because he made the mess and he did it because we didn't have steak. Then I mentioned that it was my third day and we had no leadership on duty. I was fired. Considering the training OP got, considering the help OP had on this day the third day of work, do you think it was more than justified firing OP? I mean, although Chad 3 did what they did, OP did lock the door and force them to clean up the bathroom. Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Our next story is by some username 47 You don't like your boyfriend seeing me brawless in the dorm? Then he won't. I live in a college dorm on an all-female floor. I usually wear a bra if leaving the dorm building, but I'm not going to put on a bra under my shirt just to walk down the hall to the bathroom. A few days ago, I left my room and walked 10 yards down the hall to the water fountain, refilled my water bottle, and went back to my room. I was wearing a white tank top and no bra. The tank top was fitted but not see-through so you could only see the outline. There was a small group of people hanging out in the hall outside a few of the rooms but I didn't think much of it. Until around half an hour later when I got a knock on the door from one of the girls I'd seen in the hall. She said something to the effect of, Hey, so sorry to ask you this, but if you go out into the hall again, could you put a bra on? My boyfriend's out there and he was staring a little, so... I'm super non-confrontational, so I was like, yeah, sure, sorry about that. And for the rest of the night, anytime I left my room, I put a bra or sweater on. And that was the end of it, or so I thought. The next day, my roommate told me she'd overheard the girl telling a few of her friends about the incident while in the bathroom. She said the girl was making it sound like I'd been purposely trying to seduce her boyfriend wearing basically nothing. Taking my time at the water fountain, posing to push my chest out, the whole works. When she left the bathroom, my roommate said the girl was actually acting it out at the water fountain pretending to be me. That night, I passed the girl and some of her friends on my way to go brush my teeth. I wasn't wearing a bra, I was already in pajamas. The girl looked pointedly down at my chest and all of them started giggling. But the last straw was when the entire dorm got an email from the RA yesterday, saying she'd gotten some anonymous complaints about people dressing inappropriately in the hallways and asking that we all just make sure we're keeping things covered up. So here's where I got my petty little revenge. I knew that the girl's boyfriend doesn't go to college here. The girl and I were in the same orientation group and chatted a bit back then. I also know that due to the pandemic, we aren't allowed to have non-student or family guests in the dorms this year. So I used the same anonymous complaint form to issue a complaint about people bringing their off-campus boyfriends into our dorm and them not wearing a mask. Masks are mandatory in the hallways, although not frequently enforced. 
This morning, the RA emailed again, saying that due to anonymous complaints, they'd be enforcing the no off-campus guests rule by checking IDs of unfamiliar guests to make sure they were students from then on. Really, this girl should be thanking me. If she was concerned about her boyfriend seeing the vague outline of my chest in the dorm hallways, she no longer needs to worry. To me, it just seems like the other girl must have been extremely jealous of what they saw when they looked at OP. Because let's be real, if they're that worried their boyfriend's going to just, I don't know, be seduced by just looking at somebody like that, then OP must be looking like the most perfect person on the planet, or that boyfriend wasn't very loyal to begin with. In my situation, I think it would be pretty tasteless to look at people when you're literally right in front of your partner, but I also don't necessarily think that that should be grounds for serious drama or stress or insecurity or worry in the relationship unless there's actually something more going on to it. This next story is by RevolutionFriendly56. Borrowed video game and never returned? Have some library books. When I was in elementary school, I had a classmate who would always borrow things from people and never return them. Pencils, pen, cassette tapes, you name it. He would go through everyone around him, piss them all off, then make new friends to borrow things from. Because it was particularly poor looking, he never bothered me much until one day, I was telling another classmate about how my mom got me Command & Conquer Red Alert. He was like, may I borrow it, may I borrow it, please, please, please. After saying no so many times for so many days, I finally said yes. Big mistake. For a few months after, I kept asking if he's done playing it yet. I wanted it back. His response will always be, yeah, I'll bring it back next time, or yeah, almost. I am never getting it back. Being the petty, schemey piece of poop I was, I one day asked if I could borrow and look at his library card. I wrote down his card numbers and proceeded with logging onto the library website using his card. The PIN is typically the last four digits of your phone number, and I reserved as many books, CDs, and cassettes in as many different library branches as I could. Back in the day, pickup was the only option. There's no cost for reservation, but I think there are fines for not picking up in time. His mom would have to go and visit every branch to physically pick up and return. Yeah, I feel bad about it to this day, since it was so petty and he didn't physically pay for it. He moved school shortly after and I never got my game back. A few years after I graduated from high school, I ran into him at Ikea. He's working at the food court and we agree to go for coffee. And I reminded him to return my red alert. It was all scratched up, but at least I got it back. And for those who want to lay judgment, remember I was in elementary school. That's a pretty devious thing to come up with in elementary school. I don't know if I'd be able to come up with such a creative revenge. Although this does remind me of a time where I had a Game Boy SP charger cord and a friend of mine, or at least I thought was a friend of mine, said that they had lost theirs. So I brought mine to school one day, gave it to them and let them borrow it. They never gave it back, kept making excuses or saying, oh yeah, I'll bring it next time. And then like a week or two later, they moved. And the day before, I asked them to bring it back and they gave me the, well, this is going on and my we're having a yard sale and I'll try to. They didn't even show up to school the next day. Thankfully, my brother had a charger cord, but it kind of sucked that we had to share the same one. Our next story is by private user 737 Keep trying to bust open the door to a very obviously occupied single toilet restroom and I'll hide the toilet paper. It takes a special kind of jackbutt to continuously attempt to send passive-aggressive messages to the occupant inside of a bathroom. 
by vigorously manhandling the doorknob. Half of the people here at my work work in the warehouse, and every single time I walk out of the bathroom, I find that the perp is one of them. And I know the reason why they do this. They do this to people because they're impatient freaks, and also so they can intimidate somebody else to go faster. To tell them that they're there and that they need to use the toilet, never using their own voice to ask if someone's inside, of course. They just want to remain anonymous while doing it. Like, no, freak off. You deserve your toilet experience without the use of toilet paper to clean up. You'll find it in my room, then after you're done, it'll magically appear back in the bathroom. The end. Yeah, I would definitely grow very tired of this behavior. So just imagine you work in an office, you go on the break so you can go to the restroom and you're sitting on the toilet, and some jerk from the warehouse walks up and starts jiggling the doorknob really violently and just shaking around. They'll never say, hey, can you hurry up, or hey, I'm out here. They'll just try to intimidate you to poop faster. So I definitely don't blame OP for taking the toilet paper with them for a minute, and then magically it reappears after that person is done. Enjoy it, jerk. Our next story is by Nogami, Elevator Etiquette. So I was shopping with the family at Ikea. We needed bedroom textiles and everything was sold out on the shelves bare. Yay, global logistics. Big lineup of parents with baby strollers waiting for one of the two elevators when an able family decides to cut the line rather than waiting or just taking the stairs nearby. I was next up with our stroller and lazy mom said loudly enough to ensure I could hear, kids take the next one no matter which one it is. My family was there so I couldn't be overtly aggressive so I settled for passive aggressive. The family piled onto the next elevator that came, and I moved right up to the call button and, keeping eye contact with the people inside, waited until the door had closed 99% of the way, then purposefully pressed the call button early to spring the doors wide open again. If I'd have been more evil, I would have done it again, but I knew the other car was almost there for me, and I had my revenge by slowing them down, and we all knew it. I don't think it would have been very overtly aggressive just to call them out on it, try to publicly shame them, I mean they kinda deserve it in my book. The family sitting there waiting with strollers and you're just gonna walk around them like they just don't matter? It's pretty crappy of a thing to do, I'm not gonna lie. And our final story of the day is by Lemon Sloth Cake. Don't pay me for lunch? I'll take the money myself. When I first started working in an office at 18, I was a lot more shy and reserved. The CEO at the time would always ask me to get her lunch, order it in, pick it up, but basically would never pay me back. I couldn't afford to be feeding her. I'd ask her to pay, but it would take me asking her three or four times before she would pay. By that point, I'd already bought her more lunches. Then I found her change drawer. It was a drawer filled with coins. It was where she would put any change that came her way. So I started paying myself by taking the money in the drawer. She would use the coins for parking at work, but I assumed she didn't know how much was exactly in it. Basically, she ran out of coins a lot quicker than she would have had she just paid me back. She then decided to just not pay for parking that day, assuming she wouldn't get caught. She had to pay a 40 pence parking fine. Can somebody say cheap? I guess it's true, you know, a lot of people at the very top, they like to be extremely frugal with their money. They like taking in as much wealth as they can, as much goodwill as they can, but they don't want to spend a dime on anything. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. 
Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.